You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, daily conversations with Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith while build a thriving business that honors Him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 197, brought to you by Podcasting with Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, and become an influential voice in your industry with a podcast. And I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the Podcasting Queen. My guest today says LinkedIn ads allow unprecedented targeting for professionals at scale. It's the silver bullet for B2B marketers, so business-to-business marketers. And joining me on today's show is AJ Wilcox. AJ... AJ is a LinkedIn ads professional who founded B2Linked.com, a LinkedIn ads specific ad agency in 2014. Now, as official LinkedIn partners, what they do is they manage among the world's most sophisticated advertising accounts worldwide. He's a ginger and a triathlete, and he and his wife live in Utah, USA, with their four kids, and his company car is a wicked fast go-kart. There you go, something about him that you may not have uh, known. Now, on today's show, AJ is going to share Don't Partner Out of Fear. He's going to talk about why it's important to rely on God. He wants to make us powerful if we're willing to listen, and he's also going to talk about how a nine-to-five job that can cut you without a second thought is not stabbed. So welcome to the show, AJ. Anne-Marie, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks so much for having me. And of course, you came on one of our other shows, the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, and spoke about this topic. And I thought, you know, come on back. This is obviously at that time, I didn't know that you were also a Christian. So that is great to be able to have you now featured on this show to share a bit more about your faith and how that shows up for you in the work that you do. But also, too, there's going to be some Christian business owners who may not have really dive deep into the topic of LinkedIn ads before. And I know that you're such a, uh, so you have such a wealth and depth of knowledge in this area. So it's great to have you on the show. Tell us, how did you get into working with LinkedIn ads? Was it something that you'd gotten experience with, within or how did that kind of pan out for you? Well, it started out about 12 years ago. I got into digital marketing and really loved search engine optimization, uh, really liked doing Google AdWords, now called Google Ads, um, building websites, that kind of thing. And after about six years of, of uh, this digital marketing experience, I got recruited into a, a local to us here in the state of Utah, mm-hmm. uh, a tech company that was highly funded with venture capital money and it was just kind of a, a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember I walked in on my very first day to talk to the CMO and laid out all of my marketing plans. And she said, okay, all that sounds great. Go ahead and execute it. But just so you know, we started a pilot using LinkedIn ads, so see what you can do. And of course, I saluted and said, yes, ma'am, absolutely. And I walked out of her office and went, what have I gotten myself into? I've never even heard of LinkedIn ads. Um, But over the course of the next two and a half years, I just continued investing uh, and I I actually grew that to become the world's largest LinkedIn ads account. Um, And 
uh, that's where I gained my expertise was just being thrown right to the fire. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the things that often with any technology, there's a lot of changes that have happened. Have you seen that a lot of changes go um, continue on in that space? Or is LinkedIn kind of more stable if you compare it to, say, other platforms such as, I don't know, Facebook? Are there a lot of changes that happen in, in the LinkedIn space? Yeah, we're getting to start moving really fast. When I very first started this back in 2011, um, LinkedIn, it, it took them, you know, two to three years to come out with a new platform update. Uh, but now new features are rolling out every, you know, uh, two or three weeks. So yes. not quite at Facebook rollout speed. Every time I log into Facebook ads, it's a completely different experience. Oh. Uh, we're not quite at that speed, but it's gotten a lot faster. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's great that we have people such as yourself that keep up to date with all of that so that we don't have to continuously, um, yeah, kind of stretch our mind with all of those changes. So let's dive in and talk about not partnering out of fear. What do you mean by that? So when I very first uh, started, so we, we can uh, kind of go a little bit into into my uh, my faith background here. Yeah. So I mentioned that I was working at a, a nine to five job before this. Mm-hmm. Um, and after about two and a half years of working for that company, uh, I got walked to the HR office and found out I was being let go. And uh, I had to go and break the news to my wife who had three kids at home with one on the way that uh, I didn't have a job to support us anymore. Um, and, and so long story short, uh, you know, we we prayed about different opportunities. Uh, my mm-hmm. wife said, I'd really feel good about it if you went and got some more job offers. Mm-hmm. So I did. I went and got four job offers and we prayed about it and got very specific answers from God. No, turn these all down. And I was like, oh, I mean, a couple of them were for way more money than I'd ever thought that I'd get paid. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really hard to turn down. But um, I was like, well, I've, I've had this deeper experience with LinkedIn ads than I think anyone oh, else wow. in the world has. I've run the largest account. Um, you know, what if I went and started this this ad agency that only did LinkedIn ads mm. and we got the answer that was like, yes, that's what you're supposed to be doing, you know, move forward. Yes. So as soon as I knew about that, I went and immediately, like, I've never been an entrepreneur before. So mm. I went and started talking to friends who were entrepreneurs and trying to say things like, hey, what if we partnered on this deal? Mm-hmm. And I had two really good friends who independently told me, uh, why would you want to partner with me? And, I, and we kind of boiled it down and it came mm-hmm. down to the fact that I wanted to partner with someone because I wanted to share the risk with someone. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were like, no, don't partner out of fear. If you're, if you actually can do everything in your, uh, in the company yourself, yes. then do it yourself mm-hmm. because taking on a partner is really like a marriage mm-hmm. and, uh, and it's really difficult to, to date a potential business partner like you would a potential spouse. Yes. Um, so that was some of the best advice I've ever gotten. Yeah, absolutely. So take us through what, what, why I'd love to, to hear your journey because, you know, sometimes there are opportunities, entrepreneurial pursuits that can come out of when God shut, closes the door, but it can be really scary. And there are things and challenges that we need to overcome, foundations that we need to lay. And, you know, sometimes you hear stories, you know, got laid off, open open my business and you know the rest is history but there's so much within that space that time with a lot of hard work a lot of prayer and a lot of uh, dedication so if you look back to to when you first started I mean LinkedIn you were very niche a very very level of expert that not many people um, have had experience in now that could be a that's an incredible positive but sometimes that can be difficult too when you're going out there and starting to share um, because the so your ideal client may know that they need your services, but 
if you're looking at across the board, it may have taken more time to really start to build the momentum. So what happened for you, if you can take us back to that time? Well, very first off, I had this idea. I wanted to start a consultancy or an agency mm. around LinkedIn ads, but I had this nagging fear in the back of my head, like, well, maybe it's not a large enough niche to actually support your family. Mm -hmm. And so I had to I had to kind of wrestle with that and say, maybe it is, maybe it's not. We'll, we'll have to see. Um, but after after moving forward with it, um, what's what was so nice about my niche specifically is I was uh, very experienced in it already from mm -hmm. having run one of the largest accounts in the world. Um, so I, I had that expertise. And then because everyone already knows what LinkedIn is, mm -hmm. and they know that LinkedIn tends to be a helpful platform, the concept of advertising on it is a pretty easy leap to make. Yes. Whereas if I had to explain, there's this platform out there called LinkedIn, and this is what it is. Mm -hmm. Oh, and now you can advertise on, I think it would have been a lot harder. Yes. Because I niched down in just this one topic, I feel like uh, I've been able to be successful in business, uh, whereas if I were just another SEO agency or just another Facebook ads agency, mm. I probably wouldn't be uh, as successful. Niching down has really helped me. Yeah, absolutely. So if you take us through the time span, by the time you started to, you, you were clear on what you were going to do and you started having conversations and started to then work with clients, can you remember what time span that was? Oh, it, yeah, it was within the first month. Oh, I, I knew. Yeah. Uh, when, I, when this is what I knew I wanted to do, I was immediately scouring the web, trying to find if anyone had any freelance gigs they were looking to to have someone help with LinkedIn ads. Yes. Um, and, I, and I just attacked it and started having conversations pretty immediately. Yeah, fantastic. Um, then, mo then moved on to things like in-person networking and other things to try to drum up additional demand. Yeah, and I mean, this is one some of the things that we do as business owners, isn't it? But I think one of the key things and lessons and insights that you've learned that you're imparting today is that if you had have listened to fear and doubt you would not have followed those steps you would not have looked on on the internet you would not have made the decision to continue to pursue that so I think that that is a, a huge lesson for all of us that if we're making a decision out of fear or partnering out of fear then uh, or making a decision out of fear or not then then that's something that may be stopping us from really tapping into a market or an industry that uh, maybe God has positioned us to, to do let's talking about relying on God he wants us to make or he wants to make us powerful if we're willing to listen. Share more about this. Maybe this is something that you've noticed in your business or had an experience in, or why is this important? Yeah, I think I think God really wants us to be uh, influential and powerful people here mm -hmm. in the world mm -hmm. um, to help him spread his message uh, and and to help his his other children. And I think when you, as a person, you show responsibility, you show uh, deference to God, and you also show, um, what, what would I call it, like a responsibility, like, yeah, you can entrust me with assets because mm -hmm. I'm going to use that to bless your your other children, then I think he goes, great, this is you know like the parable of the talents. You're multiplying those talents, so he wants to continue to bless you with them. Mm -hmm. And not that money should be you know what we strive for, um, but we can sure strive to make a difference. Mm -hmm. And I think money comes from that. And I think uh, we're then able to use those that 
money and those uh, those talents to bless others. Yeah, absolutely. Where where would you say has been some of the greatest insights where you you find that you're relying more on God? Because sometimes as entrepreneurs, what we do is we have an idea, we know what we want to achieve, we put in action steps, and then all of a sudden we're starting. We think, oh, I haven't actually prayed about this, or maybe that's just something that I have. Did you found that yourself? And what are some of the things that you've noticed that when you did lean into Him, and maybe there were some Bible verses that really stand out for you, there was a significant shift both mentally, emotionally, and spiritually too, and the results that you were generating in your business. Does anything come to mind? Yeah, I've been a lifelong Christian. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think throughout my entire life, I've felt my relationship with God. You know, sometimes I'm, I'm much closer to him and sometimes mm-hmm. I'm further away. Sometimes he's really on the top of my mind. And then some days I just forget to have said a prayer all day or, mm-hmm. you know, haven't read scriptures that day. Um, so that that does tend to happen. Um, I, I think just throughout my life, I've had so many different circumstances where I can share where either I obeyed what, what Heavenly Father told me mm. uh, or or I disobeyed and saw the consequence where I said, you know, eventually when starting this business, I kind of put up my hands and said, okay, this scares me to death. Like mm-hmm. the whole concept of becoming an entrepreneur is really scary, not having a steady paycheck. But uh, I've had so many great things happen when I've obeyed, obeyed in the past. So it's kind of like that song, Jesus, take the wheel. Yes. Like, <laughs> I'll trust you. I'll move forward. Just you know, don't let me down. Yeah, so, so true. Something else, and I think we, we started talking about this uh, before we pressed record, is that, you know, many of us as entrepreneurs, we're, we're working, we're networking, we're getting out there, and we're really participating in, in the world because, you know, our clients are in the world. What do you do as a Christian on, entrepreneur as far as, you know, sharing your faith? For some people that have come on the show, they may not necessarily talk about their faith, but for them, it really is how they do business, giving excellence to their to their clients and and that kind of thing so when you look at um you know we're ambassadors for jesus so how does that kind of come through in in your dealings and in your business yeah i think uh it's i felt like it's been inappropriate for me to just lead with my faith but of Mm -hmm. course if anyone brings it up to me i will be happy to talk about christ i'll be happy to talk about uh my faith and religion and Mm -hmm. and all those things um but I, I don't necessarily come out with it, but I do know that there are certain ways that I can carry myself and mm. do business where uh, where I'm exemplifying some of the the traits that uh, that that Christ exhibited. Mm. So, for instance, service. Um, there are things like uh, you know I I definitely believe in the golden rule in treating someone how how I would want to be treated, mm-hmm. and one of the ways that I do this is I don't ever uh, put pressure on people or or push for a, a, a sales pitch. Yeah. So for instance, when someone fills out the, the lead form on my website, my first thing isn't get them in my funnel, let's start a conversation about mm. selling. It's how can I help you? If, if there's advice I can give you when you're running your own LinkedIn ads account, mm. and that puts you you know light years ahead, great. I'm happy to do that. And it's mm-hmm. um, and that's definitely not something that's in the scriptures. Like you should give free consultations or mm. you should, you know, but it, it is, it's being helpful and serving in whatever capacity you have. Yes. And that happens to be the capacity that I'm able to serve in. Yeah. And I think what you did, you did it strategically in that you're leading through service and not from one where often, you know, people will give things away is because it's from a scarcity mindset. If I don't do that, people are not going to find me valuable or, or that I'm worthy. But for you, of course, you know that you can certainly support your clients. And we're going to dive into some of the practical um, LinkedIn ads because I know that many business owners who 
are listening and watching will certainly want some of that just to guide them anyway. Um, but for you, it's really leading, being intentional with that. And I'm sure that even if someone doesn't you know, um, hire you or, or work with your, your business, you've still made an impact in the way that you've approached them and they may recommend you to someone else. You just never know where that conversation may lead, um, whether it's referral or recommendation or someone down the track um, then yeah, invests in your business. So that's a, a great, great uh, reminder for all of us. Now you talk about a nine to five job that can cut you without a second thought is not stabbed. Now I don't know if that was correct in the way that it was written, but what do you mean by that? I, you know, I had this concept of entrepreneurship as being a really risky endeavor. Like you, you risk everything. Mm. And if it doesn't work, you can, you can just have the ground open up beneath you and swallow you in. And that's, that was kind of the way I, I viewed it. Um, and I viewed going to work for someone else as being really stable. But when I got let go, I realized very quickly, a company can let you go without a second notice. Um, you're, of course, as an employee, uh, it's customary to give a two weeks notice and, you know, be loyal to the company. But when a company can just cut you with zero notice, and they often do, I, it, it just occurs to me that that's probably something that is less stable than entrepreneurship. Yes. So obviously, you, you want to approach it in a smart way and make sure you've got a really good, like a really good skill set, and you're able to take care of clients or able to create great products. Yes. Um, but I feel more stable now than I've ever felt in a nine to five. Yes. Now that makes sense. The L and the E just hadn't been transposed across to the <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. And look, I think what, what's a great reminder there, and I want to ask you a question now that you have had, um, you know, your business and how many years in business have you been now? AJ? Uh, almost four years. Almost four years. Would you ever consider going back to a paid corporate job? I, absolutely not. I actually had an, an offer. I, I've had many offers for acquiring our company. Um, and I had another one happen today, actually, just over the wow. phone. Yeah. And, and I just, I've said, uh, every time this comes up, it may, you know, maybe in the future, if business isn't so good, mm -hmm. then I could consider something like that. But I just, I get so much value out of controlling my own calendar. Yes. And, 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 making decisions without having to ask a committee or or try to pitch it or politically maneuver yeah. so i just i don't think i could ever work for anyone ever again i think yeah. i've spoiled myself yeah once you've uh, dipped your toe into the pool of entrepreneurship often it's very difficult to go back unless the offer is just so incredible um but anyway it's interesting that you should say that and i hear that a lot so let's dive into some of these um th these real tactics or all these strategies in, in linkedin what are some things that you'd want to share today i'll let you kind of lead the floor uh in in some of the things that we need to know when it comes to doing really good uh, getting really good success if you will through linkedin ads great well many of you probably already know uh, search marketing and search advertising. You have things like doing search engine optimization or uh, Google ads or Bing ads. And these are search activities where someone is typing a keyword trying to find you mm -hmm. and you're putting your business out in front of them. And you know they're, they're showing intent. They're showing real intent by typing that keyword and looking for you. So you know by the time they find you, uh, they're probably ready to do business. If you know, They might hop on a phone call immediately. Um, whereas uh, when you're doing search activities, your sales team, uh, or, or you'll probably you know, recognize this, mm -hmm. that you're getting people who are really hot. They're hot leads, but they're not 
you're not able to qualify who they are. So mm. you might get a lot of people who may not be able to afford your product or maybe they're tire kickers. Whereas when you do social activities, you're not targeting people by who they uh, or what they're searching for right now. You're targeting them by who they are and their propensity and interest in being able to buy. Mm. And so your deals might take a little bit longer to close, but your sales team will give you feedback like, yeah, these are the exact right people we want to be targeting. So yeah. that's what I love so much about social and LinkedIn specifically, and I'll compare with Facebook here, has such amazing business to business targeting. Mm -hmm. I can target people by, uh, by of course, their, their location and things like their job title and their seniority and what department they work in and what size of company and what industry. Mm -hmm. And it just, it goes on and on. Uh, it's very, very rare when, when there's someone who says, hey, I'm trying to target a business, a business professional mm -hmm. and LinkedIn isn't able to, to target mm -hmm. them through their targeting. Yeah. So it's absolutely amazing targeting and that's why I love it. Yeah. And so if someone is considering uh, the opportunity to be able to run some LinkedIn ads and, and this, this probably is a question, it really depends, but if you really want to, to be able to launch a really solid campaign, what sort of budget, serious budget should we be looking for to really generate some great results? Yeah, so the monthly budget isn't such a big deal usually. Mm -hmm. It's it's an accumulation of data that you want to be ready right. for. Yes. So what we've found is uh, somewhere between about three and five thousand dollars in spend mm -hmm. is usually when you have if you if you're running two different offers, you'll have statistical significance around both of their conversion rates. Uh -huh. And so if that takes you three days to spend that much money or six months. Um, that's when you can gather the data together and look at it and say, okay, our conversion rate to a 95% confidence mm. is, you know, we'll call it 13%. And so now we can bank on that. We can say, whenever we put this out, we're going to convert at 13%. And then we close, you know, we'll mm. consult with half of those and then close half of those. You can do the math and, and predict you know, basically what your ROI is going to be. Yeah. So it's always good, similar to what, you know, we may know uh, in, in strategies on, on Facebook. So you need to run and test and then really see the, the feedback that you get and then decide, okay, we're going to put um, some real campaigns and solid strategy behind that. And just share how it how it, a typically a scenario would run because I remember you shared something on the last podcast and it made real sense in that you, you do an ad and then you take them to a page. Share just a little bit on map it out how this might look because for a lot of people who've not even delved into LinkedIn ads, they can't really even get a picture on how it may, may work. They think of just getting an ad out there, but there's actually real strategy behind that. So what's that strategy behind that if you can share just some insights on that. Oh, so happy to. So uh, there's an acronym that I really like when I'm approaching any new social campaign, and that's AMO, A-M-O, mm -hmm. and it stands for audience, message, and offer. This is, these are the three things that basically for every type of social campaign you need to be considering. Yeah. So number one is audience. Uh, the audience is pretty easy to nail down. If you came to me and you said, you know, you, you usually know who you're, your target audience is by their job title. Mm -hmm. um, you can find, of course, other more creative ways of targeting that professional on LinkedIn. Yes. But the audience, pretty straightforward. Um, then you have the message. The message and how it's how your ad actually shows up, what your image is, what your ad copy says. And that's also not too hard. I mean, mm -hmm. your image really just has to stand out against the the blue and white and gray kind of background of, of LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. um, 
and your ad copy really just has to describe what your offer is. So O in this acronym is by far the most important part. Mm -hmm. This is what I consider your make or break for any campaign. And it's what can you offer a potential prospect uh, that is so valuable that they're willing to stop whatever they were doing on LinkedIn already mm -hmm. to pay attention to you. And what we found is uh, the best types of offers on LinkedIn tend to be things that either solve a major pain point for your prospect mm -hmm. or satisfy a major curiosity. And some of the, the formats that we've seen these come in, um, webinars tend to work really well, mm -hmm. uh, guides, uh, eBooks, checklists, mm -hmm. cheat sheets, white papers, uh, basically anything that you can offer that is of so much value that they're willing to give their personal information uh, yes. in order to receive that. Yeah. And then you then as a marketer get to use that to, uh, to start a conversation and a relationship. With that yeah, person. absolutely. I love that acronym. Makes so much sense. And so often when something doesn't work, we realize that when we evaluate what we've launched, one of the key let letters was missing. You're one of the key, you know, functions of that is missing or one needs to be tweaked a little bit. So um, that's fabulous. Share a little bit more about how you can support people, AJ, and how they can connect with you. What's the best way? Sure. Well, uh, we run we run accounts with a service that we call account management. Mm -hmm. So if you have a, a team that is kind of strapped for resources and you just want to hand the account over to someone, that's what probably about 90% of our clients use us for. Mm -hmm. uh, the other 10% are using us for things like consulting, training, and auditing. Mm -hmm. So if you have a team who uh, they have the resources to manage LinkedIn ads, they just don't have the expertise, you can bring us in and then I'll personally train them on how to, to make that happen. Yes. Uh, to get in touch with me, um, I'm on Twitter, WilcoxAJ is my Twitter handle, mm -hmm. and I, I answer to everything. Um, also, if you go to b2linked.com mm -hmm. and fill out the, the lead form on the site, uh, I'll, I'll tell you that will come directly to my inbox. It does not go to a sales rep. It does not go to, it doesn't put you into a complex marketing automation workflow. Yes. Uh, you just get me and I refuse to sell. Yes. So um, if you ask for a sales pitch, I'll give it to you. Yeah. But otherwise, I'm just here to be helpful. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, I love that. Thank you so much again for coming on the show, AJ, and, and sharing your faith and also uh, your uh, in, insights and expertise around LinkedIn and of course we've only just scratched the surface but it's one of those things what we don't know that we don't know we can't find out further information and of course people now are a little bit more familiar with that and certainly can reach out to AJ on those particular ways to connect and we'll we'll list those as well on ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash TCE197. One of the things I'm doing for all of my guests, which is a little bit different than the other show that we were on, AJ, is just finishing the work, uh, the show with a word of prayer. May I do that for you today? Yes, please. I love okay. your prayers. I've been binging your episodes, so thank you. <laughs> okay. I'd love to join you. All guys. right, let's pray. Father God, thank you that I could connect again and we could hear from AJ as he shared his faith, uh, his business entrepreneurial journey, and of course, the incredible work that he's now doing for and with his clients. Father, we just want to thank you that we're reminded that, you know, as Christian business owners, we do not have to be fearful of what happens as long as we partner with you and we lean into your word and we certainly uh, continue continue to be the ambassador for Jesus and how we do our work, then you have got our back and you will certainly make our path straight. Father, we just want to uphold AJ and his family and his team and his clients in our prayer. Will you continue to bless him? Will you continue to get his message out there so that he can continue to really help his clients make an impact, but also make an impact in uh, the lives of his employees and of course, family as well. And um, we just ask for the people who are listening and praying today that they certainly have been blessed from 
from the message and the insights that AJ shared today. And we just ask this all in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much, much AJ. You know, when I first started this show, I thought, you know, maybe I should say a word of prayer. And I thought, oh, no, because I I never would pray out loud, even in our church. That's kind of changed a little bit too. But um, but I know you think to yourself, you know, prayer is so powerful. And in previous to you, I just had a guest was sharing how she has a strategic prayer plan. Powerful stuff. So I think in business, if we're not praying, uh, you know, that, that is certainly a great strategy and tactic we should all have on our, on our checklists and our to-dos for sure. So there you go. Lovely to connect with you again and, and all the very best. And to you as well, uh, let's keep an open line of communication. Yeah. Any, any way I can be helpful to you, please let me know. And then, of course, you run a lot of podcasts. So if you ever need a guest for any of the others, uh, hit me up. Yeah, no worries. All right. Thanks again. Bye for now. Thanks, Henry. Bye. You've been listening to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, brought to you by podcastingwithpurpose.com. Stand out. Be heard. Influence. Want to influence real change with your own podcast? Access our free podcast training, including no-cost and low-cost tools and podcast production workflow checklists to get you started at www.podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. That's podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.